Welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our goal is to help real estate agents gain momentum toward their goals. Episode eight of the Momentum Podcast. This is how success is not cookie cutter. That's right. Yeah. Our spirit is to challenge this notion that there is a cookie cutter approach to success in real estate. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about our conversation today. Me too. So let's start out by defining what does success mean to you, Kristen? Hmm. I mean, it's such a big question, right? And I hope our listeners can really achieve and set their own definition for what it is. Um, we hear a lot of things. We're influenced by a lot of messages in our industry. But I think for me, it boils down to a couple principles. One is certainly achieving some measure of financial or monetary success. I do have goals in that category. And that at one level is just like, I need to support myself. I need to make sure I can pay my bills. And there's also a measure of, I value travel and I value experiences and time with friends and family and those things cost money. And so I want to be able to have the ability to do and enjoy those things. But I think success for me also runs at a deeper level in terms of connection and community. I've always been someone who wants to achieve big, ambitious goals, but with other people sort of ironic or independent contractors, but we do so much together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I can help others be successful, then I have achieved some measure of success. Mm -hmm. So I love that interplay of we don't do this alone, that I need you to be successful and you need me to be successful. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an undercurrent for me as well. No, I love that. And even with your clients, like mm -hmm. having them be successful in getting a house if it's their first time or they're relocating or, mm -hmm. and it, that's a, such a good definition. Mm. What so, about you? So I, I was sitting here thinking, what does this actually mean to me? And it is so hard to define, but one of the things that I'm realizing is that I set big goals like yourself and I like to have those goals and I don't feel successful unless I hit them. Mm. And that has been a really hard mind game for myself because like last year I had a monetary amount that I wanted to hit mm -hmm. and what that monetary amount meant trickled into that, like you were saying, the family time and getting to a place where I could help support my family and maybe get my husband off the road and all those things. There was lots to that. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to say that those goals are there to challenge you, but if you don't reach them, you're still successful. Mm. And so at the end of last year, when I didn't hit that, I had to say to myself, wow, look at everything you did accomplish. So you kind of have to find success in your days hmm. rather than your entire year. And that hmm. was a big lesson for me last year was my success is not That's tied good. up in this one goal. It's mm -hmm. okay. You have multiple things that you won throughout the whole year. Mm -hmm. so. I love that, Corey. And that's really deep and rich. I was listening to a conversation that Ed Milet had. If you don't know of him or haven't listened to him, I highly recommend it. He's a really thoughtful person and speaker and author in the personal development space. But he was talking about this idea that we will never 
be somewhere we don't believe we belong. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies a lot to goal setting that if we don't believe that we can actually accomplish a goal, our mindset will literally keep us from reaching it. And so he talks about this idea of conditioning your brain and your spirit that you actually do belong and that you can reach these ambitious goals. And whether it's a daily goal, a weekly goal, whatever the increment is, but that idea of you have to envision success and picture what does that allow you to do or be or accomplish to help us navigate the journey to reach it yeah because everyone listening deserves success Mm -hmm. so you have to tell yourself that Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so I am very curious, Kristen, what strategies or formulas were you drawn to in the very beginning that you shouldn't have done? (laughs) And what strategies and formulas to your success should you have really stuck with and done more of? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that it was a particular temptation for me, but I certainly was hearing messages around you need to cold call and you need to be reaching out to for sale by owners and expired listings and there's a whole training around that that some brokerages do that aren't inherently bad but resisted it and we've talked about this in previous episodes as it just didn't feel like that was going to be my path and my approach but I think the messages that I gleaned over time and it was incremental like most things are were the ideas of choose activities that you're going to be consistent at doing Mm. so it could be cold calling but for me it was getting into a discipline of prospecting and committing time to do that and then the idea of being authentic in how you carry yourself and how you present yourself to the market and to potential customers and clients. So that has really stuck with me. And I continue to think about that as I dabble in different methods and approaches, whether it's with social media or blogging or even this podcast. This is just another outlet, but that principle of being authentic is part of the thread line in that. That's awesome. What did you hear and what did you gravitate towards and then decide, oh, I don't know. Well, it's funny. I think it started with the connections with people that I absolutely love. And as soon as I heard their success and went to their panel events or whatever it was, I was like, oh man. And as a newbie, it was like immediately I'm going to go after cold calling because she had a hundred transactions last year and I love that girl. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I just know that that wasn't it because that's not authentic to me because if someone, and I've heard this over and over again, if someone were to cold call me, I immediately hang up. (laughs) So why in the world would I, sorry, all the telemarketers, (laughs) why in the world would I then pick up the phone? If I hate it on my side, then why do that? And 
I know we're talking a lot about lead generation, but that truly is being a commission-based job. That's where you can find your success. Can, you know, Mm because it's not cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. right? But that's a lot of what this is, is the lead generation. So be consistent, like you said, and be authentic. And that is the undercurrent. The mm-hmm. end. Get, keep everything else out of your head. And I feel like when you're starting, and even I catch myself now, we have coaches and mentors and even Kristen that stops me in my tracks. Like, that's not you. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm going to do a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> but have the people, the support, the structure in your life that will help you make calculated risks, get you to where you need to go. Yeah, so good. Because I think about it in terms of what are the overarching principles and then the rest is just details. Mm-hmm. Because for someone, a billboard might actually fit into their marketing campaign mm-hmm. and be part of a strategic effort that they have in a particular area or corridor or neighborhood or whatever. And so that's the beauty of this kind of work is that the options are endless. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really are, mm-hmm. especially with the utilization of technology and I mean the sky's the limit but it's too ambitious <laughs> so, figuring out what's going to work for you and for me mm-hmm. and little pieces at a time there's so much noise in this world especially with the internet I kind of miss the days without internet but there's so much noise that you have to focus and mm-hmm. my best advice and you guys have heard me say this before is pick three things mm-hmm. and stick to them for mm-hmm. a little bit of time like right. we talked about in the last episode yep yeah stick to them so Kristen mm-hmm. when did you find success when were you like oh I'm successful this mm. is great I like this career <laughs> this <laughs> That's such a good question. And my answer might feel a little strange because on one hand, I feel like success is still elusive. Mm. I'm still defining what that looks like and what that means for me. Spoken from a true entrepreneur right there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because it's like, well, I don't know. I could expand into this territory or could be as simple as I want to get into the luxury space when I want to start selling homes that are a million plus and that could be a goal in and of itself and I would have to reorient some things in my life and daily rhythm to make that happen but do it (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's a completely valid option but I think call it what you will whether it was just great timing, particularly in my second year in the business, I started to really get some momentum and some traction. And and I look back on that year and I do count it as a really successful year, but not just because of how many deals I did or how much money got added to my account that year, but more so what happened within me and what I learned about myself and the risks that I pushed myself to take or was encouraged to take, that is part of my success definition, is how am I as an individual, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, continuously pushing myself to learn, to grow, to be challenged. That's part of what success means and looks like for me. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, it will always be evolving. Mm -hmm. And and yet there are some tangible things that I can also 
tick off the list mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. How about for you? Oh man, when I was in corporate America and sitting there every day being miserable and then having these little moments where I'd be so excited to train teachers and be out in the public and do sales type of work, I was so happy. But that was only 5% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it was probably my fourth transaction. I was like, I am in love with this job. (laughs) First of all, I can see how it's addicting. I can see how now I need to figure out how to make sure I have time with my family. And being an entrepreneur, it just was the most freeing, wonderful feeling to the point where I wrote a thank you note to my boss when I got laid off for COVID. I wrote a big old thank you note. My husband told me not to send it because he thought it was like an F you basically. Like a passive aggressive. Yeah. But I mean, from the bottom of my heart, yeah. I was so you were truly thankful. Yes. I love that. That's so you. I was so, so thankful. But yeah, I think my success is just like yours. I do still have these big lofty goals that I'm excited to reach, but it's those moments and those times within a transaction or within a co-broker relationship that I absolutely am loving or it's just those moments I'm like oh this feels like success there are other people that are sitting in that corporate job in front of their computers and not enjoying it but they're doing it because of the benefits and I was so happy that I like you took the risk and went after it even though people in my life told me that's not a good idea there's no benefits there's no this there's no that you're not gonna get paid time even though we're real early in our careers, but we've seen, even in that time, a real shift in the market. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea that success requires a fair amount of flexibility and being adaptable, ready to pivot as needed. Describe how you have seen and reacted to some of the shifts in the market that Mm. allow you to continue on your path to success? Mm -hmm. That is such a great question. And I have one little tidbit for everybody. Mm. It's that as soon as the market shifted, which was in our Asheville market around November, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that shift happened, I became more consistent and drove myself harder for the things that were working for me. So you have heard us talk about the Power Hour, which you are always invited to. You can DM us on our Instagram for right now. (laughs) I quadrupled that. I was only doing it once a week, and as soon as November hit, I quadrupled it. So I started doing it four times a week for an hour. And I truly have seen that be very beneficial to me, whereas other people have said, my business is completely dropped. I have been able to say, actually, my business is super consistent, and here's why. I've doubled down on my events, Mm -hmm. and I've doubled down on my power hours. Mm -hmm. And that's just helped. And it's doing more of what I like authentically. Right. That's the huge part. So much of what you shared comes back to mindset. And what is your posture? If you are the kind of person who is going to be so influenced by what's happening around us. You're going to have super highs and you're going to have super lows. And not that we can't experience 
the ups and downs of what's happening in real circumstances and the market is very real mm -hmm. and does impact decisions and buyers and sellers and that's all very real and very practical but I think choosing to keep an optimistic attitude and then to look at your activities and say okay what do I need to shift in my calendar in my schedule what do I need to be listening to who do I need to be surrounded by there's nothing that for me is more uh, off-putting and really just a distraction is negativity and there are a lot of negative agents out there mm -hmm. and you have to choose who you're going to surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. We were at a conference recently and someone presented on, this is somebody who's been in the industry for a long time and talked about the previous recession. And he had this quote during that time, he would look in the mirror and say, I refuse to participate <laughs> in the recession. But that is mindset mm -hmm. of just saying, there are things happening around me. I'm not burying my head in the sand. I'm not being ignorant mm -hmm. to the world and these influences. But you have a choice mm -hmm. to make every single day. Are you going to let that distract you, disrupt you, get you off track, get you negative? Because guess what? That overflows into your work with buyers and sellers and other agents. And so I think you are a naturally optimistic, positive person. And that's why we spend a lot of time together <laughs> because I want to be around people like that. And I want to be that kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a really important aspect when we talk about how do you pivot with market changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, again, with that noise, it's on Facebook or social media or even on my internet web browser or conferences, it's like, come to my panel event to hear the top five things you need to be doing right now, you know, <laughs> in this changing market. And it is so important to, one, go ahead, go listen to that. Take on that noise if you want to, but don't take every single step because it's not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. And it's really a blissful place to be, <laughs> to just pick the thing that you want to do and be more consistent about it. Mm -hmm. I think there's this other element that we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. whether that's in a time when the market is shifting or we've come to this plateau in our business and that's another piece that I would attribute to success is being willing to take a risk and step out of what was comfortable mm -hmm. and was great in terms of what I was achieving, but I didn't know that there was this whole other world and there were all these other challenges and influences and opportunities outside of what I was comfortable with. So I think there's both and develop consistent practices and things that you do routinely, but then also be willing to shake it up. Mm -hmm. If we're going to reach a new goal or we're going to achieve a new level of success, we got to push ourselves mm -hmm. um, in that way. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking back to this noise thing that we keep talking mm -hmm. about. I also do understand that there are numbers and formulas out there that will truly tell you how to get to X number. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there are simple math equations. If you make this many calls, if you meet this many people in a day, mm -hmm. if you... That are proven. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So don't lose fact of that either. I think in conclusion, Corey, where my mind goes is 
to end on a high note, mm-hmm. like I want people to continue to keep dreaming big dreams mm-hmm. for their businesses, for their life, for their family. Keep dreaming because I think that is part of what propels us towards success. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my parting thought. And surround yourself by a network of people that are just going to uplift you and encourage you to keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. or do more of it. Yeah. And to stop doing the billboards if that's not your thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you. And if this has been helpful to you, I hope that you will share it with some of your realtor friends. That would mean a lot to us. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. Okay, bye.